Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm asking this one. What can Bihar's testing of returning migrants tell us about the epidemic in India? It's day 119 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. and we are reporting 1,51,767 cases with 4,337 deaths. One of the many things that has hamstrung the Indian response so far has been the lack of Indian studies. The only published piece of research so far is by the ICMR in its own in-house medical journal, the Indian Journal of Medical Research. That was the SARI study, the study conducted on samples of patients with severe acute respiratory illness that showed a little under 2% of them were COVID positive and 40% of those had no known history of travel or contact with an infected person. There have been no further published stories and to be honest, even the IGMR is not a reputed journal. For me, the most fascinating parts of the pandemic, the pieces of information that connected and made sense, have come from studies of small groups of people in other countries. By their very definition, such studies are not representative of the whole population or even of all COVID-positive persons. But they give us fascinating insights into the small group of people they do study. There's the Wuhan restaurant study, which modeled how the virus spread from an infected person to nine other diners, potentially through the air conditioning over the course of one meal at a restaurant. Then there's the Guangzhou study I mentioned yesterday, which showed that a person's infectiousness peaks just before the onset of symptoms. And then there's the growing body of studies on small groups, which help us to know the exact rate of prevalence of the disease. So there's the New York hospital study, which found that 15% of pregnant women tested at the time of their deliveries were COVID positive. We don't have any such published studies in India, but we have some information on specific groups that were tested and what the outcome was. So we know, for example, that 53 of 167 journalists in Mumbai, so that's one third, tested at the end of April were positive. Again, this was not a random sample. The journalists tested were probably those with high exposure from covering the situation in hospitals and in communities and their colleagues, but it's still a staggeringly high number and made people think both about the extent of the spread in the city in general and about how journalists needed to be protected to be limiting their exposure. And now we know a little about migrant workers. Bihar has been making public some details of the random sampling that it is conducting on returning migrant workers as they undergo their quarantines. Until recently, there was a mandatory 21-day institutional quarantine for returning migrants and I'll get to the changes to that in a bit. During that quarantine, Bihar says it was conducting random testing, but we don't know if there were also symptomatic people in this group or if it was purely random. In figures published by its since-transferred health secretary Sanjay Kumar on May 18th, Bihar found that although the most tests were conducted on samples drawn from migrant workers returning from Gujarat and Maharashtra, the largest number of those testing positive was from Delhi. Since these are not perfectly random or representative samples, there are many questions that will have to go unanswered. Is there something demographically different about the workers returning from Delhi? Were they in close proximity in relief camps for longer in Delhi than in other cities? 
Remember the average incubation period of the virus is between 1 and 12.5 days meaning that if someone is testing positive at the beginning of their quarantine they probably contracted the infection around 10 days before meaning before they reach the quarantine center and before the train travel that is definitely failing at hygiene and social distancing or and this is a question delhi authorities will have to ask themselves does delhi have a much higher level of infection which isn't being picked up and this sort of natural experiment where a group of people go to a place where random sampling is being conducted and are tested and test positive is the way this is coming to light because for public health authorities there are two key uses of data from small groups one is some insight into that group itself in the bihar migrant group the bihar government has used its insights from these random tests to determine now that only migrants who come from the 11 highest risk cities will be sent to institutional quarantine and the rest can be home quarantined this has become key because the numbers of migrants returning to bihar every day are surging and its quarantine centers are already struggling so what you do with resource constraints is you could as bihar has done conduct something of a random sample and use it to guide your decisions the other potential use of such data is to use it to guide thinking about larger groups especially if you have fewer resource constraints delhi for instance which is a much richer state could look at the same data and consider that it might have a high number of cases that its current testing strategy is not picking up and it could decide to step up testing perfect random sampling might be something that's out of reach of most cities and state governments publishing quality research right now might be another thing they cannot pull off so in its absence there's no harm attempting these crude dipstick sort of tests of high exposure groups either by an rt pcr test if they're hoping to isolate and treat the people they find or through an antibody test if they need to get a sense of the issue and direction for where to do more diagnostic tests bihar has shown the way thank you for listening this episode was edited by anand krishnamurthy tomorrow a new question